Welcome to Four Dimensions for Teachers, a podcast with Dr. Caroline Blackley, covering topics that surround today's dynamic teaching and learning environments. Ignite your curiosity, engage your passion for discourse, and encourage others to join us in these robust conversations, all to strengthen our community of practice. No need to put your hand up. Just tune in as we laugh, cry, challenge each other, and aim high to continue to be the best teachers we can. Today we're going a little bit away. We've been talking a lot about organisation and those concepts in the last few weeks, but today I'm going a little bit off track. Imagine that. Any of you who have worked with me will know this is not unusual. And I've read an article this week around reading and how a number of researchers are feeling that we are pushing children too quickly, too early to read too fast. And I don't want to get into those concepts. I've done no research around that. But one thing I did a lot of reading research around in my early years as a primary school teacher, many of you know, I spent the last 15 years in high schools, but my first 10, 12 years, I was a teacher in primary schools. That's what I graduated university doing actually in the Southeast corner. And one of the things that I know through my passion of teaching children to read, which I then was able to apply in high school because I remember us bringing programs in for our year 10 students who couldn't read. If students don't have a love of reading and if we don't create a space for reading that is part of our everyday processes, that's going to be detrimental no matter what else is in the mixing pot for teaching reading. So whether you believe it's too fast, too slow, which phonics program you should be using, I'll never forget a principal once I came back after I'd been on leave. Well, not leave. I'd been at another school for six months. And she was so excited that they had brought in a reading program. And I said, oh, what have you done? Like this was with students in senior schooling. And she said, oh, we've brought in Stars and Cars. Now, for any of my teachers who are reading based, you know, Stars and Cars is actually, Cars and Stars, is actually a comprehension program. Children can't use comprehension skills unless they have vocabulary, unless they are able to read to start with. So one of the things I find in schools is often we are trying to achieve comprehension or other skill-based needs in reading when we are missing that basic fundamental step of how do we just create space in our teaching and learning from prep right through to year 12, where students just engage with text as a pleasurable experience and not an arduous task. Now, for some students, that will be easy because they have high level of vocab, they have high level of comprehension, and it really is no cognitive load for them to read a text and then to be able to answer questions. For other students, this is an incredibly arduous task. So today's not a long podcast, but I just wanted us to really reflect on how can you create space in your classroom, in your teaching and learning? And if we look at the last podcast on organisation, how do you organise and plan for that within your teaching program, that students have text that is not overcrowded. That's one thing I see with high frequency is that let's just say we're looking at a geography lesson, a history lesson, and I see PowerPoints so often that mimic the same concept where teachers will just get students to highlight the text or say the only sentence that's important is out of 35 other sentences. Well, I'm sorry, why have a text with 35 other sentences? Take the time in your planning to find texts that will engage students in the reading, that will excite them to explore the topic that you're sharing with them so more. And this doesn't just have to be heavy text. It can be visual text. 
So not just the written text, but what visual texts are you also using within your teaching that will inspire and excite students to engage in the process of reading? I was incredibly lucky as a child. I loved reading. I read books from a very young age and fairly heavy books. Part of that, our father used to have us read into a tape recorder. Yes, I am that old. And because we had a farm and they did not often have time to sit with us, the reading we would have to read for half hour, an hour at night. And then dad would come home after he'd finished on the farm and just listen to snippets of what we had read and then talk about what we had read or our articulation, allocution, all of those things to do with the reading of the text. So not that I'm saying those moments were always highly pleasurable, but I loved reading. I really did. It was my escape. And I still to this day, I love now I have finished my PhD because on planes, I read a book nearly every flight and I'm a quick reader and I can retain what I've read with ease. My sister, on the other hand, from a young age, didn't love reading as much as I did. And she would struggle with the text. And so even within our house, I saw the difference that enjoyment in reading can take on a sibling. So in your classroom, how can you create space for enjoyment in reading? And just doing the offhanded get parents to read to children at home, we have created a society in which both parents are often now working. And the ability for parents or the inclination for parents, and this is not a judgment on parenting, but there is evidence and research that shows children have far fewer books in their homes than they used to when I was a child, and I'm a child of the 70s. There is also far fewer experiences where children are read to by their adults in the home each night. Now, I call these the NSSM moments, no sugar Sherlock moments. If you know it, it can no longer or it should no longer be a moment of blame. So instead of blaming parents or blaming society, how do I encourage and provide space in my classroom that reading becomes something, as I said, of inspiration and excitement? How do we spark curiosity in the students we work with? And where possible, can we create programs that can go home and engage parents in that process as well without the expectation of possibly putting pressure on some parents and families where this would not be beneficial to them. So when we're looking at reading, as I said, I'm not interested in getting into the argument, are we teaching children too early and too fast to read? What I am interested in is how do we create readers? How do we engage children and then students in text so that they are excited to escape from a world into another world through the words that come from a page? This then leads to the learning and lifelong learning that can happen for them in their lifetime. So how do you create that space in your classroom? And what do you do through the use of PowerPoints, through the use of scripts, texts, books that you use in your own teaching? Do you add to that curiosity sparking of students with reading and text engagement? Or do you actually steal them and rob them of that excitement because the text is not maybe thought through is possibly not the most relevant, possibly not something students connect with. And quite honestly, it comes back to, I didn't think these would link so clearly, but possibly even the organisation we have put into the planning of that unit and the resources we are using for it. Reading is essential for students. Many children today read through technology using devices. So be it through a book, be it through a device, how do you engage students to access text both visual and written, in your classroom. It is paramount that we think about this in our planning. 
Have a great day. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap for this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and visit carolineblackley.com and join our growing community of international educators.